0: Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go.
1: It's so so true. I'm the storyteller, dropping the realness from my
2: experience. HR's in the building. need boundaries, we ain't never been friends.
0: Yeah, it's the logical genius. I don't think you're ready for this knowledge I'm about to drop
2: you are now listening to
1: my five cents
2: my five cents
1: my five cents podcast and welcome 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 to another episode of the my five cents podcast how are y'all doing this week fellas y'all looking good Trying can't to complain be
0: good. can't complain summer's here finally I think it's officially here and you know and
1: so you enjoy say, the weather
2: so you say it's been it's raining it's crazy I just had a hoodie on last week
1: well we are here. And we are going to talk about things I think that might be a little bit traumatic. And we are talking about the lies that parents tell children today. And we have... Not just the
2: lies, but the bold-faced lies. The bold-faced
1: lies. Wait, wait. Parents
0: parents tell lies? Parents lie? No. They don't have kids,
1: do they? No. Uh, I don't know. But we definitely have a special guest who's going to help us sort out this trauma. And this person growing up was the smart, fun girl on the outside and on the inside, a frantic, anxious mess. She spent years healing the pain of dysfunctional family relationships, eating disorders, and a suicide attempt to break the cycle while raising her own teen boys. In 2006, our guest returned to school and became a certified life coach and certified relationship systems coach one of only 70 people in Canada to hold both designations. Her passion is empowering parents to build healthy, respectful relationships with their teens without giving in or giving up. She's been featured in the New York Post, ABC Nightly News, and the Rachel Ray show. Oh, I had such a crush on Rachel Ray. (laughs) all the way from Okan- oh, I should have asked this question. Please, how do you pronounce Okanagan? What?
3: Okanagan.
1: Okanagan. Thank you for the assist. All the way from Okanagan Valley in British Columbia, Canada. Please welcome Allie Payne to the show. Welcome, 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 Allie.
3: Hey, thank you, guys. Thank What's you for right, having me. Welcome,
1: no, right. Excited you. to have
3: you.
4: Yeah, yeah, pleasure.
1: For being on. So I'm going to start you off with our icebreaker. And this is a, a question that I ask all the guests, which is what is your superpower and how has it assisted you in your journey
3: oh wow i think my superpower is empathy i think given my experience of growing up and in childhood and being a teen there's something there is a way that i can relate to other people's pain that they tell me is that they haven't experienced that somewhere else, because I didn't just get it in a book, I didn't just get a piece of paper or a degree, I lived it, I've walked it, I've healed from it, and I'm moving forward to help other people heal from it. So that's how I'm using it is that this is I believe this is my life's work. And I'm grateful for my childhood as hard as it was, because without that, I wouldn't be able to do what I do now.
1: Great. So you talk about that, and with our topic that we are discussing today, is there such thing as uh, a, a white lie when one hundred percent with kids?
3: Yes, yes, there is. So I think there's like a subset of lies for children, and then there's like a subset of lies for teens. So oh. and they are they differ in scope. I think the ones for <laughs> The ones for kids are easier to tell because kids understand less about the world and they something they question less, and they really do take your word as like capital T truth. For teens, you got to be a lot, you got a lot, lie- you got to be sly. Like you can't creative. just like start that. <laughs> yeah, no. But at the same time, like when a teen lies to you, like it's like I, I was such a better liar than that. Do you think I like was born this morning? Like you're terrible <laughs> liars. So yeah, sure, of course we do,
0: of course we do. That's awesome. How did you, I mean, you have an amazing story, right? And True. how did you decide or determine that would be something that I can turn into a, a coaching professional coaching career where I can help people and assist people? How, how do you make that transition? Because you know, most of the times you, you hear these coaches and, and motivational speakers say, I had the worst experience in my life. I went through this tragedy and that tragedy. Then all of a sudden you say, well, this is a good way to share the people and help them become better. How did you make that decision? And how did you come about uh, becoming a coach and and a family coach at that?
3: So I actually, so I have ADHD and one (laughs) of the traits of ADHD is very high empathy. And I had that as a very young child. I could see in people's body language, how words from others were landing. And I couldn't figure out why people were so mean to each other, let alone what I experienced growing up at home. And so before everything, even like the wheels really fell off as a teenager, I already was trying to be the comforter, comforter, supporter, encourager before I ever got to my, like my really bad years, kind of 15 to 17, really rough years. and when my uh, attempt to take my life was unsuccessful, I knew then I knew right then I never wanted to feel that way again. I never ever wanted to feel that way again. And I knew even leading up to that, that being a teenager didn't need to feel this hard. My parents are not evil people. They were doing, they came from significant trauma and they were doing what they were taught. And so I don't so I think that culmination of that moment in my life, that very defining moment in my life where, okay, well, I'm still here. That didn't work. So now what was, I never want to feel that way again. And then I knew when I had children that I was going to do every single thing in my power to undo and relearn what the way I wanted to be parented the way i wanted to be treated the way i want the way i believe humans deserve to be raised all of course backed in science and research not just a bunch of foo-foo and because i think so decades of research actually so i don't know if it was like a moment thing as as much as it was I had my two kids and of course I thought it would be Mary Poppins. You can go ahead and laugh at that. But I sincerely thought I was like, Oh, I've been through 20 years of therapy. This is going to be so easy. It's like, Mary Poppins. <laughs> I'm just going to like say children, we should do this. And they're just never going to talk back and they're always going to do it. Yeah. So surprise didn't work that way. And it was really hard and old patterns were showing up and right. That was about when I went back to school because I knew. I couldn't just take years of therapy and do what I needed to do. I wanted to formalize what I knew and actually put a framework around what I believe are my inherent skills and talents. And it was in that in 2006, when all of it, when my parenting really started to shift and I started to see how not only on a healthy relationship, excuse me, unhealthy relationships are set up, but how to untangle them and then have the skills and tools to avoid them from happening in the first place. And that was like, and so I was like, I have to coach families. I have to, I knew that moment that I sat in that classroom that I needed to coach families. And I actually heard a voice in my head when I was sitting in the first day, it was like loud as you talking to me right now. And it's just the voice was said, which I call God, you can call it whoever you want, was your home.
0: Mm, Wow.
3: And then that was my life coach training. And when I went and did my advanced training, my relationship systems coach training, I sat in the first day of that class and it was more of a whisper. And it was that the life coach, it wasn't this many words, but it was more like pictures. It was a picture of my life coach training actually being the solid foundation. And this advanced training for families, is what I was gonna do was the house on which I was gonna build on that foundation.
1: Was... I want to piggyback off of your answer there, and not to get too heavy, but going back to that place where you felt like there was no other options, reflecting back on that, were there warning signs that you felt like you were exhibiting and communicating to your parents that they just weren't picking up on?
3: Oh, sure. Loads. Lots. Yes. Yes. Could, again, you give,
1: could you give um, me three examples? Because maybe uh, our parent listeners. Uh, sure, they're...
3: sure. Uh, but I do want to say again, like my parents aren't daft, okay? They, they they came from a very different style of parenting, a very different generation, very hard childhoods. They had a lot worse than I had. So yeah. they really did do the best they could. I, I do—I just want to say that. So when I was 12, I sat my mom down on the side of my bed. And by the way, I was like an absolute dick like I was super thin my legs were up to my armpits I was like an athlete and like super tall and thin like people used to call me like they my nickname was a filly I was a horse because my legs were oh. thin oh, okay. wow. I, sat my, I sat my mom down on the side of my bed with a beauty magazine and I had turned it to the diet pill page and I said I need your help t- to buy these for me so that's like ding 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 number one mm. and she said no thank goodness so instead, I just used my babysitting money, and every Saturday I'd ride my bike to the mall and buy diet coke because wow. I felt I was too fat. Now a lot of that came from very consistent derogatory messages yeah. at home. Then I, did, now this is partly ADHD, and this is where again my parents were set up to fail a little bit because especially girls were not diagnosed with ADHD back then because we I knew how to sit still and I was a gifted child I could be really smart but I knew I had three sports after school so I could like hold myself together so I didn't have the H like the hyperactivity I had it inside I have anxiety so they were constantly being told your daughter's not fulfilling her potential even though I got straight A's like I don't know what they expected from me but whatever pressure of
0: parents put on their kids right
3: yeah seriously but that's also a very common sentence said about kids with ADHD I, I became an absolute mouthpiece. I was a something to parent, let me tell you. My parents, I, I started drinking heavily at 13 and my wow. parents knew. So I was drinking, I was on diet pills. I, my eating, I developed an eating disorder. So my food, and I was an athlete, so that was really weird. My mom was always trying to get me to eat. I wasn't eating right, let alone, did I mention the back talk? Oh, I was five chili spice full of backtalk.
4: <laughs> five <laughs> chili spice.
3: spice. <laughs> mm, Shout out to not... hot ones.
4: <laughs>
3: and then I went from A's to F's and failing out. That would have been a good time. I also, for someone who was an award-winning athlete, I stopped showing up to all my athletics. I stopped showing up to... Like there was so many signals. I wasn't the way, the, the who they knew me to be. Yeah. But at the time of parenting, it was more about using more judgment, shame, criticism, coercion controls to get you being back to who we liked you were. Not compassion and curiosity to find out what's happening to you. Nobody asked me, not a yeah. teacher, not a coach, nobody. Wow. It just wasn't a thing then
1: wow so people Stop. ask the question ask the question of your team ask the question ask the happening? questions but
3: not what's wrong with you what's happening for you what's, yeah. what's going on for you it's a shift in the question because what's happening what's wrong with you comes from such judgment and criticism that you will never get an answer good point i hid in my room i never talked to my parents and when it does it was when it it was like blow your eyebrows back kind of talking so yeah. there was just there was so much even i you know what my my fa- my teenage fantasy was
2: what, <laughs> what was that
3: <laughs> to go to family therapy
2: wow stop oh. it
3: every single day i used to come home and sit on the back of the couch and stare out the window and just dream about a therapist helping us because it was so broken Wow. But you see, when I saw it, I was more the truth teller. And as a parent, when you're in it, all you know is you're doing the best you can. And you're exhausted and it's hard. And we all know there was stuff going on behind closed doors in the 60s and 70s. that wasn't told that was like, would have been arrested. We all know that. It wasn't okay. But it was the way of the day.
2: Yeah, it's It's unfortunate. And I'm sorry you went through that, but I'm so happy that you're here, and I'm so happy that you mm-hmm. had that journey to share your message because it's super powerful. Agreed. Now, coming from the experience that you've had and seeing the world that we that we live in today, uh, mm-hmm. when I was growing up, there, there weren't school shootings like that was unheard of. We we didn't have that. Yeah. And and you always kind of hear on the news, oh. I never raised my child to be that way. Or or I was training to, to shoot rabbits or deer or go hunting, that rifle wasn't meant to harm. Yeah. And you kind of shared some of the signs that you experienced yourself growing up. But what are some of the signs that, generally speaking, maybe parents could see that might be a shift in attitude behavior that the teen- teenager or child might be possessing to be like, that's a sign, is it diet? Is it spending too much time in your room? Is it be talking back? What What are some of the universal trigger signs?
3: Yeah, and that is a really tough one because mm. a lot of those can be normal changes that happen because of the adolescent brain development, which, by the way, is the second and final biggest brain growth development of our human lifetime. Oh. Yeah, and so I, I say go dark. Like teens go dark. Like the hoodie. Imagine like the hoodie done up over yeah. the face, ball cap, and like mm, like eyebrow, and like black. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, and there's a part of it that's really normal. They're supposed to want to spend less time with you. They're supposed to want to lean into their friends who get their trials and tribulations, not want to talk to like lame and annoying parents. So, there's a part about that that's normal. I think that, and that's what, by the way, so many parents don't understand because they're not told not because they're not smart they're just not nobody no but where's the grade five meeting where everyone's telling us this is gonna happen <laughs> yeah done. yeah i think it's more about when there is changes in diet like sign like they don't i don't just mean they don't like the same foods they used to it's that they don't seem to want to eat as much or they're eating a lot i was bulimic anorexic but my parents my mom knew how much i ate when she wasn't home because she could come home and see what was missing Right. And so, but then I wouldn't eat that much at dinner. Like, mm, it was just, that's like a, like I would eat in private and then I wouldn't eat in public. So, so there's that. I think it's when, and again, I'm cautious of this. It's when there can be a lot of negative self-talk, like asking my mom to buy diet pills for me at 12, just because I didn't look fat. And I hate that word, but let's say unhealthy because I was just, because I wasn't unhealthy didn't mean my brain wasn't unhealthy. Right. And so that's a red flag around body image when a child is talking about dieting a lot or they're over exercising, they start becoming really obsessed about calories or things like that when their grades tank, when they're when they go from like straight A's your whole life to F's and failing out. That is an issue. When I went from like star player to like fouling out of a basketball game and lipping off the rest because there was not Mm -hmm. enough fouls that was going to, like, I was just so full of anger and frustration and I was just taking it out everywhere. I don't think it's not about like tight. It's just about being open and curious. Be like, hmm, this seems out of sorts. And being curious enough to ask, like, don't tiptoe on eggshells around your teeth. Hey, look, I noticed this just wondering if you're okay now look they might say yeah i'm fine fine with their hoodie and their hat to fine right and then go off to their room it's not that you got an answer it's that you cared enough to ask and if you keep caring enough to ask without coming from judgment or criticism yeah you are way more likely to get an answer when they get up the courage and it does take courage to say i'm not okay now,
2: do parents, and I hate to say it this way, but do they actually stand a chance, right? So 100%. when we were growing up, we were growing up. We had we had our town, right? Yeah. If, if something got out, we, things didn't really necessarily need to leave the neighborhood or leave the town. Now we have to deal with the internet and social media, where something yeah. happens to your child, it it's now viral. It's it's oh, all over. It's so awful. whatever backlash or comments or whatever. It's bigger than your local high school. It's bigger than your
3: local. Hundred percent. How do yes, parents terrible.
2: challenge that in the in this new stage in this new age?
3: Yeah, it, it's really, really awful. This is perhaps a little TMI example, but I saw this on Facebook. I, I don't take credit for this. This was an example of, and I, I I was this twelve year old, so it's okay if we like go full TMI here. We're just like, okay, teenagers, oh, Great, here we go. So let's imagine <laughs> that your teen daughter gets her first period at school. And unaware of it is walking around with some, with stained pants before a good friend can come and put the hoodie around her waist. Yeah. Now, it was embarrassing for a couple days and everybody talked about it, but then it kind of fizzled out. With social media, now there's a picture of her from behind oh. and all of the horrific memes that it's made into it's going around here. the internet permanently. Wow, permanently. Oh. So now think about your something that is supposed to biologically happen, but now she's shamed for it.
2: Yeah.
3: It's like, terrible. Th- this is it is it, it is absolutely horrific. and unfortunately, the statistics of the number of teenagers who end their lives because of the internet and social media bullying is horrific. It's, one is too many. So what I would say to that is first of all, limit social media. Okay. You would not give your 12-year-old keys to the Ferrari and then get pissed at them when they came home with the whole front of it mashed up because you didn't show them how to drive. So why are we giving kids technology with the keys to the Wild Wild West and not showing them how to drive? Why, why are we doing that? Very we good. were super strict with our kids, super strict on what they could have. They couldn't download an app unless they read the reviews with me. I had to know who else had it. I was calling that parent. There was no for shoot, no first-person shooter games, there was no, and then we talked about what posting looked like, and I did not go through their phones, but we did sit down once a week and talk about what's funny and what's not funny, why? What would you tell me if you saw that you thought was inappropriate? And what's like, nah, I think I'll just say something to my friend, like, dude, that's not cool. We had four years, I have two children, four years of conversation
4: about social media.
3: And what is appropriate and what's not appropriate, my kids were not allowed to post any pictures of another minor. They were not allowed to post anything that identified the front home or our address. They were not allowed Mm -hmm. to post voices that called people names, like uh, as in their given name if they were minors. They had to dub everything with sound. I had to view it before they posted it. I was super strict. But you know what? By 14 and 15, I didn't have to do that as much because they... they, And they were seeing what their other friends were doing, going, oh, like, I still don't have to like, like my mom, but maybe she's not as lame as I thought. (laughs)
0: That's what she's talking about.
3: No. And so, you know, this whole give them the keys to the Ferrari and then get mad and create consequences and drawbacks when they crash it. Well, I have news for you. They're going to crash it because these apps are intended to be addictive and top, time on platform. They feed the dopamine in people's brains. Does it not say something to you that the CEO of all of those social media apps don't allow their kids to have phones?
4: <laughs> all that of a lot.
3: CEOs will not give their kids phones, not just give them a phone and won't allow them that app. They won't even give their kids phones because they know how bad it is. So the, I, that's not going to prevent a meme about them from being created. But I would say go very slow Yes, for emergencies, I know it's easy if they have a phone so you can text them where you are and if you're going to be late or whatever. Yeah. Get them a flip phone. And there are teenagers who are now starting a movement who are going back to flip phones phones. because their own mental health has um, tanked so much by having a smartphone and checking the phone over 500 times a day if you measure between texting, apps, snap, snap streaks, um, you know, all of the things the pressure i wow. would just say don't do it just don't do it and if you do of course wade in wait slowly and spend the years of conversation which you'll never get back because the investment is massive the reward is huge
0: it's interesting that you said because you have you have some parents on the other side who say well my parents didn't do all that and i turned out fine Right. Yeah. You have those parents and then you have well, those who are say kids are just kids, let them be kids. You can't be overbearing or, or helicopter parent and constantly hovering over them. But I, I feel like for me in this day and age, you have to kind of change it a little bit because your points because when your parents grew up they didn't have social media, right? They didn't right. have access to the world in the palm of their hands, literally.
3: You right, know, and, right. and
0: and yes, I, when I was younger, I went out for hours of the day and never came back and I didn't have a phone and my parents yeah, you know, were fine and I came yeah. home every single time and I'm still here, thankfully, right? <laughs> yeah. Right, but right. How, how do you balance that, right? As a parent, because how do you say, well, when I was younger, it's okay. That's just as a kid, part of growing up, being a kid and going through childhood. And the other part of it is, no, I should, I really should be paying attention to more or, or I need to do more or, or be more active in my kid's life. How, as a parent, how do you, because every kid's different, right? You don't you don't treat yes. every kid the same way. So how do you figure yeah. that out? Is there like a formula for that? And obviously the answer is probably no, but.
3: Yeah, I wish there was. I'd be out of a job though. So <laughs> the, the I think that it's really important to number one, just acknowledge that every child is different. So let's just start there. So my oldest has autism spectrum, ADHD, major depressive disorder, and generalized anxiety. He was a whole bag of chips but he's also really highly compliant because of his autism. He's the kid who at 14 signed himself off of Instagram because he decided he was using too much time. Whereas my younger has classic ADHD, time blindness. And so at 14, I put a screen timer limit on his phone, which he didn't love at first. And we did negotiate it through conversation, not a heavy hand. And He appreciated it so much. He is now 20, second year university. When he goes away to university, we're driving to the airport. He will get his brother to put a code back on the phone and only give me the code. When he gets home from that semester, he gets me to unlock the phone because he knows if he didn't have that limit, he struggles with self-regulation. Now, I don't tell him what to set. He goes into the screen timer thing and he sets whatever he wants to, I don't care.
4: Yeah.
3: But this is how every child, you have children who are by personality style, just, they're just very structured. They just get that. And then you have kids by personality style who are really unstructured. And so it's about going with both. And it's not about, I, I'm not a fan of helicopter pairing, parenting. I'm a fan of mentorship.
4: Mm, I was difference. never...
3: I didn't sit in, now I did sit and play hours of Minecraft. Oh, put my eyes up, put my eyes out. Because, <laughs> because that was when chats were coming up. Now, a chat on an online game is very different uh-huh. than saying what apps my kids could download. Okay. And a chat and what's appropriate in the chat. Now, see that question there? If this person's asking you, what sports do you like? And then they're asking you, what number are you? What t- Now all of a sudden they know how to find you. And we had a lot of stranger danger conversations while watching hours and hours of Minecraft. So it's more like an investment. I wasn't saying you can't play Minecraft. I, I wasn't saying you can't play it unless I'm playing it with you. I was saying, yeah, you can play it. And my job is to show you what the chat is for and how it can be dangerous and how it can be fun. There's certain questions you just don't answer. You just leave it, you know? And like, you don't ever say other than what country you live in. That's it. They weren't, they were, if people say, where do you live? He could say Canada. They're like, where? He's like, in Canada. Like, yeah. that's all you're saying, dude. Yeah. So it's, it's more about, imagine the Ferrari. I'm in the driver's seat or excuse me. I am not in the driver's seat. I am in the passenger seat. My kid's in the driver's seat and I'm not grabbing the wheel unless I have to. Yeah. I never had to. I told my kids that they, I needed to have the passcode for their phone in the case of an emergency, and if I picked it up, just whatever, and my thumbprint or my the code didn't work, mm-hmm, they were gonna have a little chat with mom, because it needed to work. It wasn't that I was necessarily going into it, but if I needed to, yeah, like some of the things we've talked about, some of the big red flags, if those were showing up, I'm yeah, I was gonna do that. It was, it's a matter of saying. They're driving and going. Okay, we're coming up to a stop sign. What might you do? Because the twelve-year-old's going to go like, nah, I don't know. I'm going through. Like, I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's like saying, well, if it's a stop sign, you might want to stop. But I like, I get that sounds ridiculous, but it is. How else do you learn to drive? Yeah. <laughs> this is the same way we teach. We need to. The internet is far more dangerous, quite frankly, than being in a car. And also, I believe in basing this on data. And if you look at teenage mental health and the reported incidents from the American Association of Pediatric Psychology, from the American Mental Health Association, from all of the statistics people, that basically between 2006 and 2009, when a lot of these platforms came out, like Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of that, as their usership went up, because of course they're in business to grow, the escalation of teen mental health was increasing a couple percent a year skyrocketed and if you overlay the graphs they are exactly the same wow so i'm not basing this in hearsay technology's bad i'm basing this in data Wow!
1: Well, that's well, gross yeah well with that being said we've talked a lot about driving <laughs> we've talked a lot about keys we are about to hand you the keys to the my five cents ferrari and we are going to turn to it. the next portion of the show, in which our topic for today, we are giving our five cents on the lies that parents tell their kids. So, Logical okay. humor, please explain to Ali what is going to happen next.
0: All right, Ali, you've established your credibility with our audience. So we know that you are an expert in your field in all things parenting and family what we're going to do next, HLS Social Juvenile, are going to present to you our five cents, each of us, on the top lies that parents tell your kids or your parents tell you as a kid. And we need you to decide which one of us has the best list because we need to know who has the best list. Because it's all about bragging rights. That's all we care about at the end of the day. <laughs> we, <care> yes, <laughs> we want to help if parents. We want to help kids. I'm we want out. to win, but that's the most important thing. We want to win and we want the bragging rights. Everyone else going be put as secondaries
1: for us, but right now I was the most likes on Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
1: <laughs> yes. And HLS, can you please explain to Ali what is the criteria for judging? So you asked
2: us before, and we're now to it. Okay. The criteria for judging is that there is no criteria.
0: Not at all. You,
2: you might like the fact that I rub my hands the same way you did at the start of the show. And that's why you choose my list is the best.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> I power, a little
2: power hungry here,
4: but okay.
1: Okay. I, Ali, you might like the fact that I actually put lotion on my hands, and I don't need to rub my hands in front of the screen. And that's why you put my <laughs>
4: list.
0: You might wonder, like, of all the things I said, the one thing this dude paid attention to is how I rubbed my hands. That's what he paid attention to. Of all the things I said, all these amazing things and and tips and ideas I gave, he's focused on how my hands are rubbing together. I don't know about that.
2: It is completely completely up up to you. you. But now, as your first decision, is you get to decide who goes first.
3: Oh, okay. Well, this feels like I, I'm going to give due respect to Sosoju because you were the one who reached out to me and we've arranged all this to be here. So you're up, take it away.
1: All right, great. So we're going to get right into this and oh man, this was so interesting. Trying to put this list together. So at number five, what I have is eat your spinach so that you can be strong like Popeye, excuse me, the sailor mm-hmm. man. And I mm-hmm. ate spinach, and I ate spinach, and I ate spinach. And I never <laughs> turned into Popeye, or a sailor, do you go out to swim.
0: So, no big forearms?
1: <laughs> yeah, not, 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 yeah, definitely not from that spinach. So it's like, yeah, that right there, I felt like I was set up for failure. Oh, man. Now we're going to get into the visuals. At number four, see, my parents, they come from Haiti. And they would tell me all these war stories from Haiti. And this war story here, I'm not sure if I'm a believer. They would talk about how they loved homework so much that they would squint their eyes in front of a candle because they didn't have electricity. They just, you know, would just wait until that candle just burnt out so that they could do their homework. After going through school, <laughs> going through my undergrad, there is no way that they would squint through their eyes to go do some homework. So that right there, lie, 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 lie. <laughs> I'm going to keep with the visuals a little bit more. So growing up, for me, they would call it, you keep playing that ching, 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 but really it was just Nintendo. All right? But they didn't know yeah. how not for Nintendo. <laughs> but they would say, hey, stop playing that ching, ching, ching. But they would say, stop playing that Nintendo or you will go blind. So I don't know how we got to the level of, we're going blind over Nintendo, but yeah, that that definitely was their thing.
3: Our generation went blind over a lot of things, but yeah.
1: (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. So at number two, my mother would say this, and this was kind of me getting into my teenage years, and she would say, girls will give you pimples, so don't deal with girls. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> uh, she was she you she was probably right, was probably <laughs> right.
1: so yeah. yeah you just said that so i guess i couldn't really kiss a girl because i'd get pimples so that was kind of the <laughs> i, I should have
3: remembered that god where were you Ten. okay anyway yeah yes <laughs> and
1: at number one is that they waited till marriage no you did it bob <laughs> you did it <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dad i don't want it. i don't want to hear it wait
4: wait wait,
0: wait.
4: <laughs> i don't you know mama, you parents
0: listen to this right mama <laughs> so, so juve and papa so, so juve listening right now because
1: <laughs> i don't want to hear it because i know that's the lie i would tell my kids so i don't want to hear it <laughs> and that right there ali is my five cents who would you like to hear from next
3: mm. well genius i'm
0: so okay. curious okay that that was a, a pretty entertaining list, Sosoju. I gotta give you that. And shout out to Mama Sosoju and Papa Sosoju. So finally, this is a very very difficult topic. You think it's easy, but or for for the listeners, you think it's easy, but it's the thing about culture, right? I, I yes. grew up. Sosoju mentioned it. He grew up in his parents were Haitian. He grew up in a Haitian yeah. culture, Haitian community or or, or, or or family. I am Cambodian. I'm Asian. I grew up mm. in a traditionally Cambodian. Family. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. some of the things that American parents may tell their, their kids, my parents never told me. So my job was right. to kind of find what commonalities were there that kind of spread across cultures. That was that, that was my approach to my list. So at number five, right. it's similar, but my parents said this to me a lot. Sometimes what so you've had, but sitting close to the TV will, will ruin your eyes. I've yes. heard that a lot. I heard that a lot. And parents, you're lying to your kids because why? The American Academy of Ophthalmology said, no, that's a myth. So if they are saying that it's a myth, parents, stop telling your kids these lies. At number four, you you love your kids, right? I do. Would you let them starve?
3: Not? No, not intentionally. Okay.
0: All right.
4: yeah.
0: So the lies that my parents told me and a lot of parents told their kids is if you don't eat this, you're not going to eat anything. That's a lie, right?
4: You're going to go to bed hungry
0: because at a certain point, parents will say that, but they will eventually break and they'll make you whatever it is you want to eat or get you whatever it is you want to eat because they know at the end of the day, I have to feed my child. I care about my child. I want them to eat. I'm trying to teach them a lesson, but they're they're, they're pulling my bullshit card right now and and I'm going to lose. So yeah, they're they're not, parents, yeah, you're not going to let your kids starve unless good parents, I should say. At number three. This is, I think this is more cultural, but I think uh, this is in the Haitian community and other cultures as well. And probably in the American culture as well is always listen to your elders. Oh. I don't know about that one, right? There's this myth that elders, because they're the sage ones and they're older and they've been around. They know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly. No, they don't. No, they don't. Right. They, right. They're probably worse than some kids. I know kids that are smarter than than elders yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and older people. So always listen yeah. to them. but that's what something yeah. my parents told me. And I think I hear that from a lot of people that said that their parents said, and that
3: definitely, thing. that can definitely be cultural for sure. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of like Asian culture that is, you know, yes. very yeah.
0: prominent in Asian culture, yeah. like you yeah. don't question yeah. someone and mm-hmm. it's not, it's not mm-hmm. an adult. The word elder and adult are, they, they have different meanings at different levels,
3: Right, like elder is right. seen
0: as like someone who's like, you know, like the, the one above a all. Of a
3: th- yeah position of like authority or something mm-hmm. like that
0: mm-hmm. yeah yep yeah and at number two i learned this lesson the hard way my father used to always say families especially your siblings i have three brothers growing up they'll always have your back yeah you always have to watch it because i remember my younger brother This back mm. in grade school got into a beef altercation and my dad was where were you at you know When when I had issues with my brothers or or when I had issues with somebody, my kids, my brothers, and I was always there for them. Fast forward a couple of years, something in the house broke, right? I don't know what it was. And my father lined us up. Discipline time. He had a little pencil, right? He used to spank us. It wasn't a beat down or anything. He just -hmm. wanted to know who broke this. I think it was his his certificate from work or whatever, picture frame. Yep. He said, if no one steps up to the game, you're all going to get licks all of you. Right.
4: Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking
0: around I'm thinking I'm the smart one. You know what? That's my, I love my brothers. I listen. I remember what my my father said to me back then, always be there for your siblings. I said, I did it (laughs) smack, 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 smack. And mind you, he told us, if somebody comes up and, and, and admits to this, I will not hit anybody. That was a lie he Ooh, and, and i'm thinking okay i'm getting i'm getting spanked right or my yeah. hands are getting spanked right and i'm looking at my brothers like are one of you gonna actually come out and say that you actually did it no they did not get my back they left me to, to take the punishment so no mm-hmm. your siblings will not always have your back right that that's the first that's yeah. one of the very early lies i've learned
3: yeah yeah and
0: that number one always tell the truth and here here's where I don't know why parents say this, right? They always, they force this pressure on the kids that you always have to tell the truth. And in the actuality, they want you to tell the truth to, to, to them, but not to anyone yeah. else, right? You, you see, kids see parents lie all the time. They go buy something from the store and they, they, the manager asks, oh, did you wear this? Knowing that mom and dad probably wore those shoes a minute ago or two minutes ago, a few days mm-hmm. ago going out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember a story going back to listening to your elders. My, we had a, a, an, an adult who was a family friend, and in my culture, the word for like sir or or ma'am is equivalent to uncle and aunt. Okay. So you call somebody uncle. Oh, this is Uncle Joe, Auntie Jane, or whatever. But you couldn't really tell at an early age if someone was really a relative or not. Okay. So my 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 brothers and I were home alone. My parents were out at at my one of my uncle's house, and Uncle Joe comes by. He's like, "Oh, I'm looking for your parents. Where are they?" they we're like, "Oh, they went somewhere." And oh, where did they go? Oh, we went to my uncle's house. Oh, do you know where it is? Yeah. All right. Come, take, I'm going to take you over there. We showed up at the house, figured my parents would be, oh, my God, they're here. They took us to a room and said, why did you go with Uncle Joe? Do you even know him? I'm like, wait, a minute, that's Uncle Joe. How would I not know him? <laughs> we met yeah. him before at family cookouts. That's Uncle Joe. He's like, yeah, what if he took you somewhere and this and that? And I'm like, well, wait a minute. He, he asked us, what, and why did you tell him where we were? Like, well, he asked us, you always told us to tell the truth. And we told him exactly where you were, right?
4: Yeah. And then this goes
0: back to my third lie is, he's like, all right, he's an elder. Come in the car with me and let's go. So, so what, what yes. do you want me to do? Mom, dad, you, you, so... you give me all these mixed messages. So the so number really one confusing. for me is always tell them the truth because that is a lie. Parents do not always tell the truth. So you can't expect yeah. your kids to always tell the truth. People lie, whether it's big lies or small lies, it's just part of the world. And Ali is my top five.
3: Wow! Yeah, wow!
1: I must say, Logical Genius, Woo. I am rubbing off on you. You are definitely the storyteller of this episode. Like, yeah, that's feel the first like...
2: time he didn't put me to sleep. <laughs> uh,
0: that's 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 a health medical issue that you have. We can talk about that when we have the other the other guests See, to talk about your issues.
3: as you've been very patient and quiet. Did we save the best for last?
0: You did. You did absolutely okay, not. Okay. You say the last for last. I can say that. Exactly.
2: <laughs> my advice on the topic. <sighs> and, Ali, I don't know. I have a feeling. I have a feeling some of these might sound very familiar to you. I don't know, but let, we'll, we'll see. Okay. So number five, one of the biggest lies my parents told me. <clears throat> so here's the thing, too. My parents are Haitian as well. And I grew up in, in a community where there weren't many Haitians in, in my neighborhood, on my street, on my block, in my school. So at number five, they said sticks and stones, they break your bones, but names will never hurt you. And if that's not one of the biggest crocs of ish, because Insurance. kids will call me names <laughs> and it hurt. It really hurt. I'd rather yeah. fight yep. and get over that and hit me with a stick than you call yep. me name that yeah. name because we talked about earlier social media it stays now you mm-hmm. become the nickname all throughout school fun fact yeah. i have kids today this wasn't a bad one i have kids today they still call me rudy from high school so fun fact there's this guy i'm not gonna say his name he was trying to pick on me and he was like yo rudy rudy that's not my name but another friend of mine thought it was the funniest thing in the world his name was melvin Keys, and i'll shout you out mel he used to be like, yo, his <laughs> name is not, it's not Rudy. It's something else. So to this day, all, it stuck with me throughout high school, track, football. To this day, people still see me in the street. What up, Rudy? It's not my name. It's not my name. Wow. At number four. So, kind of like, not comparison to you, but I was a rambunctious kid. I, I was a little rule breaker. And I used to get hit a lot, I used to get beat a lot. Mm-hmm. And number four this will hurt me more than it hurt you. <laughs> and again, if that's not the biggest crock, because I had welts, you know, I think my father used to take up his belt and, and take out the, the, the tax collector, take out the, 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 lip my mom was giving them, take out the stress from work. All of that pain and anger used to land on my behind. Yep. And I couldn't sit for days. Yeah. So that whole, this will hurt me more than it hurt you. Yeah, I don't know about that one. That is, wow. Whew. At number three, all my children are my favorite.
4: <laughs> no. I, I have two
2: older sisters oh and they will say that I'm the favorite, but I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I I they think I got away with things that they didn't get away with, which is true. But by the time it got to me, they were just, my parents are just tired. My parents yes. were just tired and exhausted. They can't chase
3: And out. boys were treated differently or treated yeah. differently than girls. So you probably got a little bit of a rougher ride.
0: I, I and you were the, you the youngest. I did. And you were the youngest.
2: My sisters don't see it. So, yeah. so my parents yeah. have a favorite, and I don't think it's me. And number two, being a new parent, I'm a new parent. Congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. One of the biggest lies is trust me. I know what I'm doing. Huh. <laughs>
3: Parents don't. Parents are trying to figure it out. We're how are we know? To Wait a minute. Out. Does that mean you got the manual everyone's been looking for? Because nobody <laughs> in the last <laughs> billion years, they got a manual on how to raise a human. We get training on how to drive a car, and you have to have a license to have a dog, but anybody can have a kid. Correct. Whatever.
2: Correct. And oh, YouTube wasn't
0: kidding. around back then, so you couldn't even look it up, right? <laughs>
2: no, you couldn't. Oh. No chat no nothing. Come no. on. And at number one, the biggest lie. It's simple and it's just two words. We'll see. Oh. It's just a delay tacket. It's a stall. It's hoping that the kid will forget it. Hey, can 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 we go get burger? We'll see. Hey, can I go to? We'll see. Hey, is it right? We'll see. You're just pushing on wow. the road, hoping I'll forget, and I won't ask again. Yeah. yeah. And yeah,
4: that yeah.
2: Allie, is my top five of the
1: worst lies that parents. Have Ooh. Taught. Wow. You know that what?
3: Is some packed stuff, you guys.
1: Yeah, Ali. I feel <laughs> for you. Like. So when we do this, we've been doing this for a while now, I can pretty much predict who should be in third place. But this one is really <laughs> tough, Allie. I might even lie, I was thoroughly entertained by- I was too, <laughs> I was too. I
3: really, I really appreciate, first of all, I love getting to know you guys better. I love connecting, I love getting to hear about you. And I love that, that culture came into this because I think big. we would be remiss to leave culture out. Yeah. So just simply looking at the screen, I'm the white girl and I was raised raised in a really small city, a really small community. It was very, very white, very, very white. And there was uh, like, I went to a high school of 1500 kids and there was two African American brothers, like it painfully obvious, like just terrible the imbalance and the inequities. And so I really love that you brought that up because what you experienced in your homes in some ways we can we can tie common threads because parenting uh, in sure. itself has a lot of common threads there is very different cultural things and yeah. and i think if we don't recognize those we don't see each other so thank you 100 yeah No. and that's thank why you. i thought
0: it was just so hard because as you can look at it and say western world does it this way this is the top five yeah. and this is what it is yeah right yeah in, in europe things are done this way different yeah. ways yeah. south america Asia, South Africa, it, it's, it, it's so hard if we're talking about top five of all time, right? Yeah, It's, it's yeah. a hard list to come up
1: with,
4: considering yeah.
0: those cultural lines and boundaries.
4: Yeah, yeah.
1: So what, what we're, we're right? about to get into, Ali, is something that we call cross-examination. And Logical Genius is going to put his list in the chat for you to be able to see. Is there any points or anything from our list that you require some more clarification?
3: Well, I, I wanna know how you waited, you, you or how you know your parents didn't wait till marriage because you obviously weren't around. Yes, yeah. yeah. so what, I, I what investigative know. work did you do? Yeah, the- yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just so curious. I'm just so curious how you know. Is it that your parents are just really active?
2: I don't want to hear this yeah, I one. I really on on. I'm going to take my
0: headphones off <laughs> because I know Mama Sosujov and Papa Sosujov so well. They're my second parents, so I don't want to hear this conversation right now. Yes. I don't think I need to hear this conversation.
1: right. now. <laughs> Let me exit stage left. So actually that one from my list is the only one that isn't actually personal to me in a way that is talking to my parents. It's actually talking to my future self what I'm going to tell my son in the future, uh, that I waited to marry, which was an absolute, absolute lie. That, that, <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. And I'm sure, well, I don't want to speak for HLS, but I'm sure he's going to spit the same lie. Just wait till that marriage because that's what I did. It, 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 absolutely false.
3: Yeah, no, I told my kids the truth. They yeah. no. But, yeah. Yeah? Well, what I do is fairly public, so it'd be hard to not know.
0: It's all over the yeah, internet, and- Instagram, your books, and and you know, oh, connect, all of that. Oh yeah. dear,
3: you have an offense? If there was social media, <laughs> if there was social media when I was growing up, I wouldn't even be self-employable. Like I, mm. mm-mm, mm-mm, yeah. no, no. Good, good,
1: good thing I was born the era that I was born in. Yeah. Oh.
3: Oh, one of my favorite things of my girlfriends and our grad, uh, when we look back at high school and our grad is that there's just less pictures. No video. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Re- just not, we not have jobs. Anyway, I think these are good. I, I think I'm pretty clear. I'm okay. actually pretty, yeah.
1: I have actually something for cross-examination, and that's to okay, you. You're, yes. you're, you're You're number three. I felt like you were counter-arguing your point there. You mean? He said that with your number three, that all, all the children are my favorite. Yes. And at the same time, you were saying that because you're a boy and you're, I don't know, the youngest, that you're being treated differently, but you don't think so. So is it really a lie or is it the truth? It seems like you're arguing the truth that no, yeah, so all children I- are on equal level fields. <laughs> Even though your your siblings were trying to tell you That you're the favorite, you're like, I'm not the favorite We're all equal, I, I don't understand
2: No, 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 I definitely believe My parents have a favorite, I just don't think it's me <laughs> 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 I think I, I got away with things Because I might have been a boy I got away with things because I was the last one But I don't think I was the favorite
1: Understood, understood yeah, yeah. Do you have anything for Cross?
2: I do, I do, I do <laughs> I, and I don't know which one I should pick. Whether the yours or, or logical, yeah. So, yeah, let's go with number four, logical genius for you. Uh, if you don't eat this, you'll eat nothing. I've, I've known you for for quite a long time now, quite a long time, and you're always hungry. You're <clears throat> always eating something.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Did you grow up? Without with 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 a scarcity of food, or did you grow up fearing? And is that why you eat a lot now? Because you always had like maybe a lack of food growing up that you you were rambunctious, so well, you didn't eat. Well, well,
0: when I grew up, I was a picky eater one, right? I, I didn't eat vegetables. I ate meat, and bread, maybe cheese, but anything with vegetables to this day I still hate tomatoes. You know that? Yes, that started in early childhood. I hate. To- I'm, I'm coming along now, but I I avoided greens as much as possible I would I would never eat something if I saw something that made contact with a vegetable I would no my mom would cook dishes for me and then cook dishes for my brothers because yeah she would she would and I remember her telling oh if you don't eat this but my mom was she she would never do that she she loves cooking and she loves caring for people but I've heard from friends and and from relatives as well is that they, they hear the same stories from their you don't eat this, you're, you're, you're going to go to bed hungry. For any parent who loves their kids, that's never going to happen. You're never oh, going to oh, see your kid oh, go oh, to bed hungry. But why am
1: that? That's actually very factual. If you don't eat this... Well, I
0: said if you don't, you don't eat this, eat you're, you're not, you, won't eat yeah, you won't eat anything. You won't eat anything. Meaning that you're not gonna, if you don't eat this plate of food that I'm making, you're not going to eat anything at all. That, that, that's it. I'm not going to make anything else for you. No, that's a lie. Parents will feed you. Parents will feed their kids. They would not allow the kids to suffer in
1: that way. This is true. I, I I would dare you to test that. I'm sure you'd find crackers or bread or something around the house. They may not cook for you, but you'll find another way to eat.
0: Maybe. Maybe, but t- t- from my experience and from, from others, the pa- and again, you know, there are bad parents out there, unfortunately. Yeah, uh, this is true. But parents who love their kids will not let their kids starve. Uh, will will test them and say you have to eat this, but when Push comes to shove, it will make something to eat for that child.
3: That Last, is a teen, teenagerism.
0: I, I do, but it's nothing. It's, it's not that I'm against anything that you guys say. I think a lot of it makes sense. I mean, the Nintendo thing overlaps with my TV thing, right? Kind of, kind of the same wheelhouse, right? The eating spinach make you strong. I guess that's equivalent to like eating this or, or whatever. My thing is more of like I don't know whether or not I can truly apply all of your five to like across culture. And that's that's the thing. Like, trust me, I know what I'm doing. In my culture, it's not trust me. It's uh, don't challenge me. <laughs> do, not, <laughs> yeah. do not challenge me. Right? What I'm gonna yeah. do is who are you, child, to challenge me? Because it goes back to I'm the elder. I know what I'm like. I I I I do this. This, this is me. This don't don't even question it. The other thing yeah. would be is I think from you for from HLS's. I feel like maybe kind of what you were saying, so, so, with his three and, and I think four, you say were contradicting. I thought his four and five were kind of contradictory, right? Because you talked about HLS, Stone, about five, five being six in stones, break my bones, but your words never hurt me. You and then the parents, was, well, you, and at that point, you're saying, no, no, words do hurt. They hurt more than physical acts. But then the next one you said, when your parents said, no, this is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. I don't know any parent that loves a kid who enjoys beating their kid or disciplining it and <laughs> causing them pain, right? They may do it because they feel like they're obligated to do it and they have to teach a lesson. Whether or not you agree with that or not, that's a whole th- another conversation. But I can see where that, like, oh, like my, my kid is crying. This is the kid that I, I brought to this world. I don't want to do this, but I feel like I have to because I've been programmed to discipline in this way. This is how I grew up. So now I have to discipline in the same way. So I don't know I think the four or five you have it's it's a somewhat contradictory, I think.
2: Well well you kinda of just said it. So with the way they grow up, right? So if you grew up being beat, it it you're pro- kind of programmed to to maybe not take every beating personal. And again, I was the last of three, right? So my sisters okay. got it and then I got it. So by the time it got down to me, if they really if it really hurt them to that magnitude, they wouldn't do it to me. So so yeah.
1: Okay.
3: So here we are,
1: Allie. We are at decision time. We want to know who is in third place. Who had the worst list?
3: Okay, well, it's not really the worst. Yes, list. It's the worst list. No, no, no. We I clearly
0: mean, define things here. It's worst I list.
3: Rather subjective.
0: Third place loser, what? worst loser. Those are the what? words that we choose but to however, use. We're using those words.
3: However, it actually is like really clear to me. Like you, you guys, like. I mean, these are good lists. But okay, so do so you want you just want me to have out with it, like no drum roll anything, like no? Okay, so you yeah. want to know the third place?
4: Third, third place, place.
3: All right, third place. So so true. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. You,
0: know. you pulled no your car- your parents' cards. That's
3: okay. There's no <laughs> winning in this chair. Is that, There's that what it was? No winning in this chair. <laughs> okay. You put your parents on the. But <laughs> um,
2: for
1: all the business in the street and for what and for what <laughs> you know what i'm deleting this recording right now <laughs> i think i just got uninvited yeah i'm pretty sure like right now
0: you're gonna have to have family therapy after this episode so so do get remember, the
3: big right? red hook yeah
0: so okay so, Ali, explain why why number three why 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 did you think he had the
3: I it's honestly, it's just subjective. I don't, I don't relate as much to number five. I, I do, I relate to that. My mom's was like, was eggs. And to this day, I find even the smell of eggs. Like I can eat a, an omelet, but it better have a lot of good stuff in it and be covered in salsa and everything else. Cause just the smell of eggs, oh. we, we had to eat eggs. And so I get that. The squint by candlelight is just funny. Cause to me, that reminds me of the, I had to put plastic bags in my shoes and it was uphill both ways. Like all of that, like, like, yeah. like yeah. you privileged oh, little so and so, you yeah, don't yeah. know yeah. how hard I got to call Yeah, yeah right? exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love the 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 example of the Nintendo, the sound because I grew up so black and white TVs. I'm I'm like that old. It, yeah. Like we had a black and white TV, and that was when Pong first came out. You know, like it's, yeah. just, it's yeah. all you have is an up and down dial with the with paddle, the Atari, and you got know yeah. the. Yeah, yeah. So, so so I get that. I, I totally get it. And I remember when we when we got a, a Commodore 64 and it came with Frogger. Oh, um, huh? huh? Oh, I was a cool kid. I was a cool kid. Yeah. Not really. But anyway, yeah. The, all right. The-
1: enough, mm-hmm. enough about
3: my list. Let's go with <laughs> <laughs> I, I the
0: bashing the list.
3: <laughs> it wasn't as relatable for me, that's all. It's not like I didn't relate.
0: Oh, boy.
2: All right, Ali. So now it's time. We don't care about second place. We just want to hear who's number one.
0: Moro Uno.
3: That's right. What's it worth to you? Uh, yeah, I do want you to
0: know <laughs> we've that, already established before. that he will pay guests and
2: we'll pay people yeah. pay yes, <laughs> yeah. it's a rope. Ali, do not believe the hype
1: he is known for paying his guests okay ah, this is me listen, episode. What's the
3: listen. What if I'm limb? shallow enough to be bought
1: out Ali, that, that, <laughs>
0: that, that 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 ping you just heard on your phone <laughs> is the the cash payment that you just received. Yes. Yeah.
3: okay okay. Yeah. okay got it got it uh-huh. Okay, the the first and only winner, because that's all we're talking about. Yes, that's all we care about. The first and only winner is HLS.
1: Oh, oh my gosh! Champions no, here! Oh my The is here!
3: It hit me. Mine Your squirrel finds an acorn. Just hit me! I. I I, I kept waiting for one of them to not land and like they all landed and they just kept escalating. I'm like, oh, were right. you, <laughs> you you're in school ground or somewhere? I don't even know. Yeah, no, I just, there's like super relatable. I had like physical reaction to this. <laughs> 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 so I,
2: I didn't mean yeah. to bring up any past trauma. I did. I'm still it myself. No, I'm
3: going straight to therapy from here. So yeah, that's <laughs> no, good. I'm good.
1: I'm good. Good. I'm good. So <laughs> Ali, we want to know what is your five cents on the topic?
3: All right, here is my list. The first one is get good grades or you'll go nowhere. So that's a load of crap, actually, because school as an institution is really set out for a certain set of learners, a certain set of personality styles. And those who do not fit in that are ostracized regardless of the gifts they actually do have. And the other thing about that is that like, you have to get good grades because you have to get into good university or you're never going to get a good job and then you are going to be unemployable and homeless and live under a bridge. Also false. There's a study that just came out where a professor followed the Fortune five, Fortune 500 uh, CEOs did a study over 20 years. Remember, second, like it? over 20 years. And the half of them didn't even go to college after high school. Wow. Some of them went to most all most that did go to college, they went to community college. No big four-year Ivy League, nothing. Community college, and for those that earned a an M a master's or a PhD, they went back to school once they had already started climbing the corporate ladder to complement their work, not because they needed it to be successful to get the job. So we've now proven it. Grades Good are not worth. Grades do not make up your worth. Okay.
1: So okay. for those of so you who here that- the crib with candle burning and you're squinting your eyes to all
3: those parents that no. are doing that, hot no. wash. Good for you. Good for you. Good for you. I hope the fumes, the fumes helped you. I don't know. That's all I got for you. It's <laughs> not, I'm not therapy. saying, I'm not saying that learning is not important. I think learning is invaluable. But the way we learn and the way that we interpret how, what someone has learned based on their ability to simply regurgitate it is not effective. That That's all I'm saying. Learning is key. So if you're listening to this and be like, see, she said schools. No, that's not what I'm saying.
1: All right, what's your number so three? You
3: can, okay, wait, no. So number four, number four is, that was number five. Number four, we can't afford that. That's not true. The truth is that's not a priority for us right now. Unfortunately, a lot of kids here, when we try and do this, like the woke way and like the respect is like, well, that's not really a priority for us right now. What kids hear is, oh, so you don't love me enough. If you loved me enough, it would be a priority. And I strongly believe in financial acumen and, and teaching financial acuity really young. And I think it's not, it's about saying like, yeah, like, that's not a priority, not because we don't love you, but because we have key right like a roof over our head, that would be number one, like then there's food, then there's like electricity and power. And then there's making sure we all get a little bit of what we love. But if we like put the whole bank account on one person, then we it's not really fair. So it's it's a tough conversation, but we can't afford that is a big fat lie. Okay, number three, number three is because I said so,
4: <laughs> oh. That's a good one. Oh,
1: That's well. a good one. Yes, that one hits you know,
3: What you're doing is pulling the power card, because you don't want to be questioned. To your point, logical genius, no. you don't want to be questioned. You don't want to have to look at why you believe that. You don't want to have to look at what's actually important about that to you, and you sure shoot sure don't want to have to explain it to me. So. Oh. You are just pulling out the card. It's the Trump card, the nope card. But no, just no. Because I said so is a lame, a misuse of authority and power that will get you no respect whatsoever. So no. Okay, number two. I pay for it, therefore it's mine.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's a
3: good one. That's a good one. So this kind of goes... This kind of goes up the lane of the phone because I get this from parents all the time. But I pay for it. So it's mine and I can do whatever I want with it. Okay. But then you want your teenager to take care of their room. But you pay for that too. It's your mortgage, it's all your furniture. My goodness. Hypocrisy, parents.
0: Hypocrisy, parents. But
3: you want them to take care of their clothes and not lose them, but you buy those too. Wow. So, you want your child to take ownership and begin to take responsibility for their impact in the world and how they use things. But then you are pulling this, well, it's mine, so I can do whatever I want with it. Well, okay. Again, misuse of power and authority, because really that just comes from fear. And it's a need for power over someone when just you don't know how else to connect in order to correct, because again, we're not taught this stuff. So the, I pay for it, therefore it's mine. No, no, actually, I don't don't support that. I paid for my kids' phones too, and they knew that I was letting them use them, but I had the respect enough to know that this generation, literally, that's like a daily journal of their life, very personal, whether you go through Snap or text or whatever, and I don't want them reading through my stuff, so I'm not gonna read through theirs. We're gonna talk about it but I'm not going to pull that. It's mine. And the last one, the final one. I don't know if I had to word this, my or your. So let's say, let's say I, I am a teenager talking to my parents. Okay. My value is not determined by what you think of me. That is deep explain that. I do not need to behave, say, do in a way that caretakes your feelings so that you don't have to be uncomfortable in order for me to be deemed as worthy, pleasing and approved of. Your feelings are yours. I am allowed to, and in fact, biologically supposed to be developing my own values and beliefs, which may differ from yours. And just because you disagree and cannot control or coerce me, does not mean I have less value when I do not reflect what it is that you love about you.
0: Wow. Yeah. And a fortune cookie.
1: That's wow. good. My goodness. Wow. That's a moment if I've ever seen yeah. Goodness. Thank you for sharing your five. Yeah, those are good. One of the things that we do, Ali, is we go ahead and we ask the people about the topic. So, logical genius, go ahead and break down the people's poll.
0: All right, Ali. So we we hit up our socials and so and asked our listeners what they thought. We had a lot of parents, apparently, (laughs) very interested in the topic, and a lot of a lot of the the lies were kind of based on like myths, right? Like yeah, like like science or, or or like old wives' tales. Yeah, one of them being science. yeah don't don't swallow gum it takes like years to digest in your stomach if you swallow yes! gum, right right yes! the yeah. other one is and I've heard this when I was younger as well is don't swallow that seed particularly watermelon seeds because it's going to grow in your stomach I've heard that hey! from my, my parents as well
2: me too me too yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: the other one I, I said you in can't counter- find speech. seeds yeah so, in so juice. yeah I know right now everything's in the seeds right it's good for your digestive system and it's good for fiber and all that nonsense but now Oh, 10 years ago, it wasn't sitting close to the TV. Something so-so Juve and I touched on. This is a okay, funny so there one. There is
3: actually science around that. Okay, there is actually science around that. Our eyes were not intended to be looking at something. It's called close. There's close proximity and there's far proximity. Mm-hmm. Our eyes were not intended to look at something, especially a phone, close to our eyes for more than 50 minutes. Five zero. That includes a desktop working at a laptop in a row without moving our eyes to something far such that the so that the optical nerves adjust. and muscles have to really work Mark, yeah. so it's not that it will damage your eyes but it's that looking at something close up consistently weakens the muscles for changing quickly yeah. and adjusting too far and keeping that focus that's the science
0: yeah and i think in a few articles there were they were saying that it's actually Suggested that adults don't do this because children are their eyes are better at that than adults. Yes, so, yes, so that's true. Parents that's true. don't tell no. your kids that. Tell yourself <laughs> that.
4: That's you a yeah. lie. That's yeah. a BFL.
0: Another one was we don't have money for that. You mentioned that as well.
4: Yeah. This is
0: an, this is an interesting one. I told my kids that Febreze is a monster repellent. <laughs> oh, <what? laughs>
3: Oh, but, um, okay, but if they like, can't sleep at night and you gotta go in and you gotta like uh, annihilate yeah. the monsters, then then like doing the spray and whatever. Okay, <laughs> yeah.
4: Mm. But here's where <laughs> it
0: backfires. This is where it backfires, right? If you sure run a Febreze sure yeah. and your kid's up at night can not not able to sleep, you have to run to that 24 hour drug so they will pick up some Febreze. That's, that's, yeah. that's what you set up for yourself.
4: That's this that one's that
0: yourself an age old one. one is my pet ran away or your pet ran away. <gasps>
3: They're right, because it didn't get flushed down the toilet. Yeah, no. yeah. I yeah. really,
0: really, really don't want to be here anymore. You he just went away. No, and it's no, not buried
3: no. in the backyard during the <laughs> yeah. midnight run. No. Um, yeah, this is yeah. something
0: you touched on uh, about getting good grades is if you do well in school, you will become rich. So there's that association with being with education and, and making money. This one, I mean, I guess this is it, it's in a lot of parts of the world, but Santa isn't real. You know, you hear all the. I hear it all the time during the Christmas season when I go to Target or Walmart or whatever. Oh, you're not being nice. Santa is going to get that for you. You know, yeah, I, no. Yeah. Yeah. What are you setting up your kids for? You know, you're trying to put the That's... blame on someone else trying to shift the blame.
3: Well, it's fear based and it's coercion. Yeah. Yeah. Meh.
0: Another thing, a common thing, is, it's going to be all right. It's generic term. Everything's going to be fine.
3: I was talking to a friend about what I should say today. And that was one of the things that they said is that parents like downplay like HLS, you were talking about like bullying and name calling and, and stuff like that. And, and that it, it all turns out. Okay. Everything will be fine. But that doesn't, it yeah. doesn't. Sometimes it's like like running naked through a cactus patch and then getting on a bike with no brakes and heading straight down hill. No, it's not.
0: <laughs> that's, I think that's, those, just, this... that's
3: just parenting.
0: Yeah, I think this goes back to kind of what you were saying about having parents having to explain things, right? And they don't know how to explain it or don't want to explain it. They probably don't. And, and they want an easy cop off to say, all right, this will this will be enough to, to keep them at bay or keep the child at bay. And lastly, this is a very interesting one. This is from Okay Bell 4382 And she said, the boy teases you on the playground has a crush on you.
3: Oh, don't get me started right now. I'm going to. Oh, let the feminism breathe. Let it just back that's, up the bus. That's a
2: big one.
0: That's, that's something I heard one. growing up. Even even as like a child, being like, if I was teasing someone, like the girl, like, oh, you have a crush on her, don't you? Like, no, I was just being a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? yeah. I
3: I mm-hmm. had my head shoved into my locker in grade eight, every single morning, by wow. a guy who had a crush on me. And I, to the point of tears, would say to the teacher, please tell him to stop. He won't. Nobody ever stopped. Nobody ever. That's terrible. No, because it was okay. It was okay. Microaggressions. And this is true whether it's, we're getting into culture and everything else too. But yeah, the, the misogyny alone that lives in making physical abuse or bullying okay for males to females is absolutely obnoxiously out of control
2: one thousand percent yeah
3: thank you for bringing that up
0: yeah well thank okay bell 4382 for for putting that in in the socials and yeah. that is the people's poll yeah
1: you love, it. love, like, it. love Mom, it no that's a bully that, that, that the kid doesn't have a crush on me he's bullying me you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. one of those once again those red flags that yes. when out there that we were talking at the beginning of the episode. Um... That's
3: a great point. Yes, that's a great point. Is is maybe my kid is either being bullied and or whether I'm getting really aggressive and more mouthy and and all the things. Maybe I am the bully, and there's something anger and just a lot going on that I don't know how else to express. So yeah, great point.
0: It goes yes. back to the it's just kids being kids, and that's not. That's mm-hmm. not
1: Ooh, no, that's no, good luck right there. Oof, so many gems mm-hmm. today. So many gems. So I got to yeah. thank yeah. our parenting expert uh, for coming onto the show. Allie, do you have any projects that you are working on?
3: Well, I have a free masterclass that is easily accessed on my website, alliepain.com. There's a big pink banner on the top, or there's a link in my bio on socials that you can find it. It's probably the fastest way to get, it's called how to transform your moody Hormonal teen into a respectful, compliant human, and that's probably it. Works, by the way, for tweens and young adults. And just saying, it might even work for your partner, but just watch it.
0: (laughs) And it's free, people. You heard it. She said it is free, so
3: it is free. It is. Yes, and we'll we'll
1: put the link in the episode description, so you just gotta click on the link and go ahead and get that free tutorial right there that we could all use. And your social media. What is your social media account? how, How do I connect with you on IG?
3: at Allie Payne, so it's A-L-Y-P-A-I-N, like A-Payne in your, that's, yeah. So Allie Payne, at Allie Payne on Instagram, at Allie Payne on TikTok. I think it's Allie Payne on YouTube. It's just that There's only one Allie Payne. Is silly enough to advertise that last night, so yeah.
1: <laughs> awesome. Silly enough to advertise that, but great enough to be on this show with us. So we're going to go ahead and say goodnight to the people. I'm going to start us off, and I have to say, Allie... Your decision-making is quite questionable. I, I, I don't know <laughs> what happened here. But to my all to, to, to little kids out there, just just don't believe the lie that I'm in third place, okay? Don't believe it, the lie, all right? Good night, people. <laughs> yeah, logical genius, go ahead. Say good night to people.
0: Oh, ladies and gentlemen, a lie will not be believed even when he tells the truth. So I don't know why Ali believed what HLS said in his list of five things, because he has no clue. Those were all lies. He just made that up. I don't know where he got that from. Fortune cookies, chat GPT, Google search. I don't know. Such but a hater. Ali, thank you for being on the show. We appreciate the conversation, discussion. Thank you so much.
1: And HLS and our champ for this week.
2: Yes, yes. Regain my... Spot at the top, Allie. You stepped in the right direction. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You and I were synced. We speak the same parenting language. The hand uh, rope. It started from here. It started from here. It started from here. The
1: hand rope. <laughs> the bamboozling that's going so on right now. My <laughs> uh, good night, everyone. I'm your champ for the week. Yes. And Allie Payne and our very special guest, please go ahead and say goodnight to the people. Oh, no, Allie, I think with your laughing, you put yourself on mute. Allie, I think you put yourself on mute.
2: Come back to us. Come back to
1: us,
3: Allie. Okay. All right. My headphones cut out. Sorry. Let me bring that
1: back to you again. Hold on. All right. And Ali Payne and our very special guest this week, please go ahead and say goodnight to the people.
3: Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. I hope you had as much fun as I did because my face actually hurts from laughing. My <laughs> cheeks are sore. So I'm going to go and like rub my face. This was so much fun. I absolutely loved it. Thank you so much for having me.